It's interesting, when we get to the events of Holy Week, the protestations of the apostles. One of you will deny me. Nope, not me. Would never do such a thing, Jesus. No, one of you will deny me, or betray me. One of you will deny me. Not me, Jesus. I would never deny you. Yes, Peter, you will deny me, not once, not twice, but thrice. No way. Not going to happen. The disciples, the apostles, just don't get it, do they? It's easy for us to look at this and say, what a sorry lot they are. These 12 guys that have been following Jesus around for three years and they just never seem to get it. But are we so different? Do we really get it? I've preached I don't know how many Monday, Thursday sermons and I still can't proclaim that I get this. Because it's not something that we can just wrap our heads around. We know the story. We know the details. We know the players, the figures. We've seen the movies, the miniseries, and we've seen it all play out. But do we really know in a deep way the meaning of what is really happening here? Because what is happening here is the embodiment of why Jesus came. His whole existence is summed up here and in the events we will commemorate tomorrow in Good Friday, and in the events we will commemorate on Easter Sunday. His whole life is one of service to humankind. And this is where we miss things. This is where we, like the apostles, miss the point. We miss the point because we think, like Peter, that we can do these things on our own strength. We don't really need God to help us. God might be a nice concept. The idea of God is something we can maybe get behind. But the idea of God coming and serving me? No way. Can't be, won't allow it to happen. After all, in the Western consumerist culture of today, we are self-made people. We don't need external help or external voices to help us with anything. So the idea of a God, let alone a God, that would serve us seems completely ridiculous. But unless we allow Jesus Christ to serve us in the way that he came to serve us, then everything we do as a church is meaningless. Because it begins with Jesus' service of us. And how does he serve us? By washing us by feeding us, by clothing us. Of course, he washes us through the waters of baptism. He feeds us through his own body and blood with the Eucharist, and he clothes us with his very self, with the gift of the Holy Spirit. He slakes our thirst with the Holy Spirit, that living water, because he thirsts for our salvation, our healing, our restoration. But until we allow Christ to serve us in the way that he came to serve, to bring us his salvation and his fullness and his healing, then we won't get it. We won't get it. And again, this is not something that we can just wrap our heads around mentally, because the depths of what it means for God to come and live among us as one of us and to serve us, not to be served, but to serve, is something that is miraculous and mystical 
and wonderful and beautiful. And that's why Simon Peter chafes at this idea of God bending down before him to wash the mud and the animal leavings and everything else that he's accumulated on his travels and to wipe it off. But that's why Christ came, to wipe away the sin that mars our souls and bodies, to wipe away the sin that has broken our world and left it in a place where warfare and famine and plague and all these things are just normal. Lord, you're going to wash my feet? Don't you know who you are? You're the Son of God, and you're going to come and wash my feet? No way, I can't let you do that. No. Please, Jesus, I need you to wash my feet. Because I'll do a terrible job of my own strength. Unless I wash you, you will have no share with me. Unless you allow me to serve you in the way that I have come to serve you, you will not get what I'm about. And so here on this Monday Thursday, we celebrate the two great gifts that Jesus gave us on this Monday Thursday. The gift of the ordination, uh, of ordination and the gift of the Holy Eucharist. And these two things, of course, go together. And I'm not going to dwell or expound too much on that other than to say that in the gifts of ordination and in the gifts of the Holy Eucharist, we see the whole sum of what Jesus is coming to do. Because our life as Christians is embodied in that very same purpose. We've come here to allow Jesus to serve us from his own table, to serve us his very self, his life, his body, his soul, his divinity, so that we may be filled with him and then go into the world to serve in the way that he has served us. The whole dynamic of the Christian life is a dynamic lived between service and worship. Service and worship. But the service and the worship revolve around the one who stands at the center, who is Jesus Christ. There are lots of ways we can serve the world right now and any time. All good things and laudable causes and, and things that we can get involved in, but unless they are centered around the life of Jesus Christ, they're just a mere band-aid. And sometimes band-aids are good. We need band-aids. I, I don't know how many band-aids we go through in my house, but every time I'm looking for one, I can never find any. But we need something more, something that only Jesus can do. And we have to allow him not just to put a band-aid, but to cauterize the wound, to stitch it, to, to heal it, to do what only he can do. But we have to be willing to allow him to do this, to allow him to serve us, to allow him to feed us of himself, to allow us to be filled with his life. Because that is what it means for us to be Christians, to follow in the way of Christ, to serve and to worship God in the same way that Jesus himself came to serve humanity and showed us what it means to worship God. So yes, we know this story well. But let us think and ponder on the deeper meaning of what it means for us individually in our own lives. Where do I need to allow Jesus in? Where I so often say, 
you're going to wash my feet? And to reflect again also corporately as a community. Where do we need to open ourselves to allow God to come into our midst to serve us? I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. But we can only do this when we allow God to do it to us so that we may do it to others. Our teacher and our Lord teaches us the way to do this and our Lord teaches us how to worship him. May we be faithful in these tasks 